Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I am your somber host today. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? So many things. Hey, Mia, I am your somber host. <laughs> Sound depressed. <laughs> no, I'm not. Anywho. <laughs> I know, I'm sitting here with you. <laughs> What are you doing? I had to catch you off guard a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you did. Anyway, uh, I didn't announce you, John. No, I stopped you. Oh, um, okay. okay. Go ahead. All right. Here's... <laughs> Here's Johnny. Hi, Gates. <laughs> All right, oh Lord God. Valor. Yeah, we're here. All right, so we're, tonight... Yeah, we're back. We're back again. Hmm. Back to the list. Back to the list. We like this list. We do. It's fun. We do. <clears throat> we talked, you know, human furniture and weird shit and belly button fetish. We love it all. All right. But first up here is one I like. I bet you do. I do. I like tattoos and I like piercings. Piercing mm -hmm. fetish. Stigmatophilia. So that makes sense. Stigmata. That's like the wounds of the cross where Jesus was crucified, where the nails were put through his hands and wrists is the stigmata. So this makes sense. Piercing fetish, stigmata. Mm -hmm. Finally, a word I can say. I'm just happy that I can say the word and it makes sense to me. That's all. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Someone with a piercing fetish may be turned on by their own piercings in the act of being pierced or by others who are pierced. One with a fetish for piercings may enjoy BDSM play that involves the use of needles. Piercings are, also, are so common nowadays that you can imagine a wide variety of ways this kink might manifest. Stigma, stigmatophilia. See, I said I could say it, and I can't. I know. Stigmatophilia actually refers to specifically to body modifications made by a needle or scarring, and thus including tattoos as well. So, see there? Yeah. I yeah. said tattoos, and there it is. So tattoos and piercings are under the same fetish. It sure be. Looky there. All right. I like pierced nipples. I like pierced clits. I like pierced everything. I know. Yeah. I know. You're so weird. And okay. I like tattoos. So. I know. Ladies, take note. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Get pierced and tattooed and come see me. Lord. Okay. Yeah. All right. Calm your, calm your horses there, Lord Valor. Anyway. Calm them up. Ponies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next one is a pregnancy fetish. Why? We have no fucking clue. But it's called masiophilia. Hmm, why are pregnant women sexy? A rounded belly and large breast, hmm, are all attractive, but pregnancy fetish goers beyond basic appearances. A kink for mothers-to-be might revolve around impregnation, lactation, and or nursing, or giving birth specifically. Watching that pussy get spread wide open while something comes out of it. Yeah. No, thank you. No. Thank you. No. No. But, you know, sucking on tits and milk comes out, that's not bad. All right. <laughs> you know, we, the we more I talk to you, the grosser you become listen, sometimes. You know what? <laughs> that's why we're friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's one you like. We've talked about this one a bunch of times. You got this one. Smoking fetish. Ah, the smoking fetish. 
the way a person opens her mouth to insert her cigarette, the billowing smoke blown through pierced, pursed lips. It's easy to understand how a fetish for smoking exists. These fetishes are sexually aroused by watching or imagining other smoke, or in some cases, smoking themselves. The smoking king can be quite specific, perhaps a cigar smoking fetish or yearning to get, in, get it on with a pipe smoker. Okay, I'm trying to sound all professional reading this and I'm just stumbling over my words, so you know what? I'm done with that. <laughs> all right. So your next one is... There we go. Tattoo fetish. Go ahead and read it, John, because it's your favorite. I know, and you hate tattoos. I Well, I'm not a fan, but that's okay. So we're back to stigmatophilia. Stigmatophilia. Still can't say that. Shit. A fetish for tattoos falls under <laughs> stigmatophilia, along with piercing and other body modifications. For those whose tattoo fetish revolves around being tattooed themselves, there's likely an element of masochism at work, as it's quite painful. More commonly, the kink is for tattooed skin for a tattooed partner, and sexual arousal may depend on it. Lucky for tattoo fetishists, there are a lot of people walking around with tattoos these days. It's true. And for me, it's not just the tattoo. I like to touch the tattoo. I like to feel the skin. I like to kiss the tattoo. You know, it. I like to know the story behind it. It's a lot more than just, do you have a tattoo? I, I actually want to touch and feel it and be close to it. So, hmm, body fluid fetishes. You know a lot about these, don't you? Oh, I so do. <laughs> <laughs> they also say, hmm, blood fetish. Ooh. So, a person with a blood fetish, should we butcher this word again? Let's go for it. I cannot do it. Hematolagnia. Hmm. Is sexually aroused by blood and enjoys blood play during sex. For some, this kink is visual, and for others, it might be the feel, the smell, and even taste of blood that does it for them. Regardless of blood, a blood fetish, I was almost done with it, is a risky one due to things like cutting and bleeding and the possible commonly of body fluids. Hmm. There could be a lot of crossover for blood lovers. Types of BDSM edge play that might be on the menu for blood fetishists, including knife play, cutting, and bloodletting. And there's also the blood administration. I was waiting for this to be brought up. And in this case, menophilia. Hmm. <laughs> yummy. Yummy. Yeah, I've seen videos. Yeah. Didn't do it for me. Didn't do it either, no. I, no, I've literally seen a video of a girl pulling out a bloody tampon out of herself. Again, you keep getting gross. Putting it in her mouth. <sighs> Jesus fucking. <laughs> yes. You know. Not my thing, but there's videos of it, so somebody's enjoying it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be making videos of it. You know, it, it's one of those questions like, how much would you get paid to do something like that? Would it ever be enough? Uh, I've seen some videos that no, it would never be enough, but some people enjoy doing it. So for some people, yeah, it would be mm. enough, but for me, no. Jesus. Like, I've seen, oh, I've seen some videos. Uh, we've known what you've seen. We've, well, you've shit known. in people's mouths, so. We've known. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> <laughs> they like it. It's okay. It's okay if they like it. Yes. We, we don't like it. And I do it outside. It's, you know, I don't have to smell. 
anything. <laughs> it's not entrapment in there. <laughs> uh, whatever. It's all safe and sterile. Don't you judge me, John. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I'm telling you to stop judging me. <laughs> Come fetish. We talked about this. A common kink on our list of fetishes, although there's little, although there's been little actual study of cum as a true fetish, perhaps because ejaculation and cum are already part of most people's sex lives, but for some, the cum is everything. Cum fetish usually revolves around a man's semen and what he does with it. Cum fetishists might be turned on by watching bukkake porn. He may feel a need to cum on his partner's body, enjoy tasting his own cum, or watch it ooze from his lover's mouth. Some even hoard their spunk, storing it away, ideally in the freezer. We talked about that. We well, yeah. have. <laughs> of course, there are women with a cum fetish as well who cannot get enough of the stuff. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we've never talked about this one. I've heard about this. We have talked about this nice one. Okay, we talked maybe a little. A little bit about it. Yeah. But I remembered it because we laughed so hard. Yeah. And there was some type of little story that we told about it that was funny. Yeah. We haven't got in depth with it, though. So, it's the crying fetish. Dacrophilia. For those with the crying kink, tears aren't sad, they're sexy. Seeing tears or hearing someone's crying can be arousing for some, regardless of the reason. With the pain and humiliation that sometimes come with BDSM, a dom with acrophilia should have no problem eliciting tears from his submissive. For others, a sexual scenario isn't even necessary, and they may be turned on just seeing their partner cry when getting emotional or simply watching a sad movie. Hmm. So some people will be mean as hell and make their partner cry just to get hard. Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't even know what to say about that one. Well, you know what? I've had this happen to me, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got turned on when somebody was crying? No, no. <laughs> I was referring to the next one. I was all oh. crying because it's just sad and depressing. Oh, the fart fetish, yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Okay, I've, I've seen videos of this, too. Erupto. <laughs> wow. Ep- it doesn't say erupto. No. Eruptophilia. Eruptophilia. Eruptions. <laughs> Think of all the farts you desperately, desperately tried to keep in when you're making out or having sex, especially with someone new. Now imagine having a partner who would love nothing more than for you to let one rip. Right when their face is nice and close during fellatio or cunnilingus. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, something considered gross or funny to most people can be the ultimate turn-on for others. In fact, smelling other people's farts made it into our little collection of freaky fetishes and crazy kinks. Wow. Wow. I've seen that. Yeah. No, thank you. They'll be eating ass and farting on each other. It's like, oh. And then all I could think of was not, not only does that probably stink, but my mouth is there. And you, Hopefully nothing came out with it. Oh, well, you know, the particles came out with it. Oh, yeah, they got a mouth. Come on. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> the next one is my absolute least favorite. I could deal with shit, but when someone tells me this... Ugh. Okay. Mucus fetish. Mucophilia. Now, back to bodily secretions, mucophilia is the fetish for mucus lovers. The snot fetish. Oof. The 
snot fetish lover can derive pleasure from seeing someone sneeze, picking their nose, spitting out mucus, hacking up phlegm, or doing any of those things oneself. Allergy season and the common cold are much anticipated. Yum. Mm. Now, I've seen people spit in each other's mouths and everything. It's not my thing, but it's not horribly disgusting. But I'm sorry, if you hop up a loogie and spit it in your mouth, I'm probably going to throw up. That, yeah. That is horrible. That's horrible. Lactation fetish. See, we talked about this. I'm not totally against this one. Lactophilia manifests as sexual arousal from seeing a woman's lactating breast, a desire to breastfeed, and or the simple desire to have sex with a lactating or pregnant woman. Milk fetishism can become the centerpiece of an adult baby breastfeeding relationship, as erotic lactation is a perfect match for infantilism. Okay. Now, to me, this one isn't so bad. Number one, we feed it to our babies, so it's, it's a substance that we're supposed to eat anyway. It's not... I know you're making that face. <laughs> I'm making that face. We've had this discussion. You've tasted milk. You like milk. You like it. Yeah, John. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're not. You're supposed to drink milk. Mm. You're supposed to. So it's not that bad. It's a lot better than picking your nose and sticking it in somebody's mouth or licking inside the nostrils. Or, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. So can I tell a funny story about lactation milk? Of course. All right. So, I was at my very good friend's years ago. You've listened to every episode, and I don't think I've ever told this story, but it's still funny. Okay. I've told it to multiple people. But, anywho, so I'm sitting at my very good friend's, um, been my friend for a very long time, and it was her and her husband and her two daughters. Well, her, her one daughter and I get along very, very well, and we were talking, and, you know, she had just had a baby, and her baby was, I think, four or five months old at the time. So, you know, she's taking care of the baby. She's eating. You know, we're eating dinner. And that night for dinner, we had steak, salad, and twice-baked potatoes. So, her little sister at the time, a teenager, she just, she would kind of fight over who's going to get the last twice-baked potato. And I'm like, girls, really? She's like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I want it. You know, she's we're whiny. You know, she was like 14 at the time, whatever. So I'm like, God, just give her the fucking potato. Anywho, so needless to say, somehow on the topic, we're sitting there, we're eating, and she's like, you know, Mom, these taste so good. Like, these are the best ever. And she's like, well, you know, <laughs> don't thank me. Thank your sister. I used some of her breast milk. And we're like, <laughs> now I hadn't eaten my potato because I really don't eat potatoes. I was like, what? And she's like, it's completely natural. I mean, she feeds the baby. I said, you cooked with her breast milk? And so her sister proceeds to like spit out the potato all over the table. <laughs> we're all disgusted by it. The father... Her husband, he's just appalled. He was like, I don't fucking believe you. <laughs> and she's like, why are you all complaining? You ate the pancakes I made this morning. It was made with her breast milk. I wasn't going <laughs> to let it go to waste. <laughs> I'm like, she had to have a lot. She had like a big plethora of milk production. And so, you know, it eventually had to be thrown out or used. Um, but, you know, Wow. wow. So, so it's good enough for the baby, but not for you. 
Yeah, it's not because <laughs> it was, you know, the mother was kind of like my niece in this sense and to drink or eat bodily fluid that came out of her breasts does not sound appealing, especially after it's been cooked in a twice-baked potato or pancakes. <laughs> you know? It's just gross. I'm going to ruin food for everyone right now. You really are. <laughs> I'm going to. Because cow's milk is the same fucking thing. It is. It's it a is. bodily fluid from a cow. It is. Eggs? Yes. From chickens? Yes. Are ovum. It's the, yes. It's... I get it. The liquid inside of a woman when they're having a baby. I get it. Is the white stuff in an egg. That's an egg white. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mmm. Yummy. But we're not eating human <laughs> stuff. You know, we're not eating human stuff. It's just uh, like, that's so close to like a no, cannibalism. No, the shit we eat aspect. is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't even like so eggs, John. And I don't drink milk like that. <laughs> I drink almond I, milk. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But you know the funny part of all this? So. Oh, that wasn't the funny part? That was really the funny part. It was okay. funny, but it got funnier because about a week later, I was telling my other niece about this whole story. And so she texts me and she's like, so I was going to make potato soup. So I ran out of milk. <laughs> Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> so I used whipping cream. She was basically fucking with me. Like, oh, she had just had a baby, too. Yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't going to use her fucking breast milk was the point. It was funny. <laughs> breast milk is sweet, by the way. <sighs> yes, we know, John. You've talked about it. All right. Well, it's your turn. It's, here's your favorite. <laughs> this is not my favorite. <laughs> God, I'm going to skip over 42. No, you're not. It, we, we've talked about this. You know this. what? I'll read, we've read the next one. We've talked about the next one a lot, too. Well, you know, it is. I'll read this one and you read the next Go one. Go ahead. Because Go you ahead. like the next one so much better. Go ahead. <laughs> 42, bitch. 42. <laughs> menstruation fetish. There are guys who refuse to have sex with a woman on a period. There's a lot of guys. There are a lot of guys. I'm Absolutely. not one of them. I'm sure you're not. You get grosser and grosser. Girls get horny as fuck when they're on a period. Mm hmm. Go figure. Go take a shower with him. It's okay. Yeah. It's just extra lube. Oh my God. <laughs> Please shut up your now. Face. Your face. Move on, you guys. <laughs> okay, okay, John. Okay, there. God. There yes. are guys who are completely cool with it. And then there are the menstruation fetishes who wish their lady had their flow year round. The menstrual blood is completely arousing, and going down on a bleeding partner is a fantasy come true. Beyond the blood and the delicious messiness of it, there's also just something about a woman on her period. Isn't there? Yeah, they're, they're difficult to be around. They're a little moody. It's probably because they're horny and can't get any. That's probably why they're moody. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's probably the headache in the All right. Okay, here's your favorite. Scat fetish. Uh, don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't pretend like you don't like it. You know, I think they've spanned these out. I mean, we've already talked about this. Yeah, they, you know, they're starting to repeat. It's overkill. So, coprophilia, also known as scatophilia, involves sexual arousal from feces and defecation. We covered this dirty kink here on Scat Play, the messy business of coprophilia. Whew. Wow. Yeah, which is a fetish for eating poop? is the extension of the scat fetish. Yeah, I don't want to eat poop. Yeah. Just like I don't want to eat menstrual blood. 
Coprophagia. Coprophagia. Okay. Mm, no, thank you. Here's the spitting fish again, but this yes. is—I don't think this one includes the mucus, so no. it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth. <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> a spit or saliva fish isn't hard to understand. We all swap spit to some degree while kissing, and spit is essential for a good blowjob. A woman dripping saliva from her mouth is kinky because one might imagine her with a mouthful of cum. I've actually had some experience with spit fetishes, and the most common request is to spit onto my onto my own breasts. For some saliva, so it is arousing that games of spitting into each other's mouths and even drinking it are on the table as well. <clears throat> hmm. So, you know, that's... I haven't ever had anybody spit in my mouth. But they're right. Like, you kiss, and a girl spitting on her breasts, that's pretty cool. Or you're having sex, and you need some new lube. Big old spit right there on the pussy, you know? Works out great. Works out great. You know, it, it's not nasty. It's just like here. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Let's keep going. You know, it's fun. Hmm. Sneeze fetish. <clears throat> Terophilia. A fetish for sneezing is so pedestrian these days that you can find your endless YouTube videos and people making themselves sneeze for your pleasure and their own. The anticipation, the sound, the force, the body convulsion that accompanies a sneeze all turn ons. For someone with a sneezing kink. Hmm. A chew. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Urine fetish. Mm. Sometimes called a pee fetish. Or kink for golden showers. Urolagnia hmm. is also is all about pee and in many ways to play with it. Sometimes the thought of urine is enough to arouse. Or there may be a strong desire to be pissed on, to pee on others, to drink pee as human ur urinal in BDSM play, or simply to watch someone pee. The urine fetish could also cross over with other kinks such as infantilism and diaper, diaper wearing, or be more about omorashi, pulling the pee in to the point of wetting oneself. Yeah, I told you about my, my one friend who comes to the dungeon. Yeah. And that's what he likes to do. A lot of women, I, well, not a lot of women, but I've, I've read about this fetish, and a lot of times, women will be aroused from having to hold their urine, and they like for their dominant to tell them when they can pee, and they have to hold it. I'm and sure. It, and it's arousing for them. I, it's, I don't know if it's the sensation. For me, if I have to pee, it tickles a little bit, and it's just really annoying. Yeah. But some people really like it. I can see. That's we had somebody at your part, one of your parties that just laid out on the side on the ground on the dirt and let people pee on them. Oh, yeah. The pee in his face and all everything. Very much so. Yeah. Whoa. Next one is the vomit fetish. Yeah. Hmm. We talked about that one, didn't we? Etymophilia. This one is pretty out there, far beyond the most people's taste. Etymophilia is paraphilia involving vomiting, where someone is sexually aroused by vomiting or seeing their partner vomit. In some cases, the puking is brought about through deep throat oral sex or using one fingers to trigger the gag reflex. Hmm. If you've heard of Roman showers, this refers to vomiting on your partner or having them vomit on you. Definitely shades of domination, submission, and humiliation with this type of play. And, you know, I told you, one of our little piggies, uh, Dahlia used a big funnel and while she was pregnant, she profusely vomited in this funnel. 
Yeah. And he consumed it. And, you know, just saying the story makes me ill. Yeah, yeah I've seen videos where people will throw up on, you know, we've talked about scat play, and everybody knows yeah. what that is, and that's been around for a while. But I've seen videos where they'll throw up in each other's mouths. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awful. It's repulsive. It's horrible. Hmm. Wow. We say that, but people listening are probably like, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> man. Mm. We're not shaming you. It's just not our thing. We're it's just, just like, exactly. No kink shame. We got it. All right. So, talking about Oromashi again, John. Oromashi. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. I just talked about throw up, John. Yeah, you did. Now you get to talk about wet pants. Okay. Wedding fetish. Oromashi. It's all about wetting yourself. Or more specifically, the desperate need to urinate. I'm not talking about wetting your panties with come here. People with wedding fetish are turned on by something that most of us left behind in childhood, peeing their pants or desperately struggling not to. For some, just a strong need to pee is enough to get excited about. And for others, dealing with a full bladder and wet wetting is something they prefer to watch someone else do. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't... Maybe it feels good, but if you wet your pants in public, and then you have to walk around and just smell like piss. It doesn't seem very appealing, does it? No, it doesn't seem very I mean, attractive it's to me. Obviously warm at the at the initial part of it, but thereafter would it just be cold and clammy in there? Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. All <laughs> right, next one is diaper fetish. Clothing costume and fabric fetishes, and it's under that little title here of diaper fetish. Diaper lovers and fetishists feel the love of wearing diapers, and some have been known to secretly wear them 24-7. Diaper play is something a diaper lover may do alone, or with a partner who will mother them, as in the adult baby fetish. Some enjoy wetting or soiling their diapers, while for others, simply wearing the diaper is enough. Diaper wearing can be comforting for some, while for others, it might be part of BDSM. Uh, BDSM play that involves the humiliation of being forced to wear a diaper. Hmm. Yep, I've done that before. I've had different people in the dungeon. They've worn diapers. They've enjoyed it. You know, if I feel like, you know, I need to force them to wear it, it's degradation. They love that humiliation aspect of it. Some of, some of them like getting the diaper changed. They do. Adult baby lovers. Yeah. That was huge. And, you know, big shout out to Mama Peach because everybody loves Mama Peach. All right. <clears throat> so, number 50. This is a big one. It's not that uncommon. Cosplay kink. A lot of people like to dress up as superheroes or their favorite character. Well, being a cosplayer doesn't necessarily equate to being kinky. There are some who do find this type of dressing up to be erotic. They may have ritualized the makeup and preparation that goes into a kink ass... A kink? (laughs) (laughs) Kink ass costume, yeah. Into a kink ass (laughs) costume and be turned on by the costume itself or how it looks, feels on our body. Regardless of whether it's a fetish... There are a lot of overtly sexy cosplay designs out there. The point at which cosplay becomes an actual fetish is likely when arousal is only possible when dressed up or with a partner in cosplay attire. We've seen that repeatedly with people. They love cosplay. Like, they take that shit serious. Mm -hmm. And more power to them. I mean, if they feel like it's fun to do it, go for it. Right? You're not hurting anybody. No! It's great. And I think it just can be more and more creative, you know, as people, you know, progress into the fetish. Right. Some people wear lingerie to dress up and feel sexy. Some people put on cosplay. Yeah. Pretty interesting, right? That's pretty cool. Well, we made it to number 50 out of our list. 
It's a good place to stop, I think. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So we'll pick up again in another episode. Until then, make all of your cosplay and bodily fluid fantasies become realities.